I know y'all get it, Miss Paul. <laughs> so today, I'm going to be coming out of Mark chapter 1, a very familiar story about demons. First of all, I want to thank you all for one more day, one more time to come before your people. Speak your word unto them, Lord, that I may touch someone's heart, may move them to come and say, what must I do to be saved? Yes. I ask that you continue to bless this church that you have bestowed on us, that we become the people that you have called us to be, or that we may do the mission statement, or go you therefore. Making disciples, Lord, the great commission. Yes, yes. So we want, I want to thank you for this wonderful church, these wonderful people who you have gave me the honor of becoming a servant unto them. Thank so, Lord, hide me behind the cross, Lord, that you may increase and I decrease. Yes, yes. And Lord, we will always give you the praise and honor that you so rarely deserve. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Mark chapter 1, starting at verse 23. There was a man in the synagogue with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet and come out of him. And when the unclean spirit had convulsed, convulsed him and cried out with a loud voice, he came out of him. Then they were all amazed, so that they questioned among themselves, saying, What is this? What new doctrine is this? For what? Authority who command even the unclean spirits, and they obeyed him, and immediately his fame spread throughout all the region around Galilee. Now, as soon as they had come out of the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew, with James and John. For Simon's wife, Simon's wife's mother lay sick with a fever, and they told him. About her at once. So he came and took her by the hand, lifted her up, and immediately the fever left her, and she served him. At evening, when the sun had set, they brought to him all who were sick and those who were demon possessed, and the whole city was gathered together at the door. Then he heard, then he healed many who were sick with various diseases. And cast out many demons, and he told, and he did not allow the demons to speak, because they knew him. Grass withers, and the flower fades, but the word of our Lord will stand forever. For just a moment, I want to examine his unusual power of our Lord. While he's in the synagogue, 
He's preaching like one who has authority. They were amazed. They are stunned. Their mouths dropped open because they never encountered one like Jesus. They listened to the dry and dusty sermons of the rabbis and priests. They endured long, burning soliloquies, speeches of one rabbi quoting another rabbi. But Jesus stands up in their midst and preaches with power and authority, contextually with character and with content, so that they are amazed at his word. But to further demonstrate who he is, three things happen in this passage. From verse 23 to 34, to show us that Jesus has all power. And they went into Capernaum while he was preaching there in the synagogue. And, and the scripture says, while he was still in the synagogue, there came among them one possessed by the devil. A man with an unclean spirit. Many in that day believed that people were mentally unstable. They had some mental challenges or some psychological mild adjustments. But the Bible calls it demon possess. Brothers and sisters, there are still people among us now who are possessed of the devil. Because if you're not a believer, you are subject to do anything. And the devil can possess you so that you might do irrational things not only to yourself, but to other people. Those young men who bombed that marathon, that was demon possession. Serial killers, that's demon possession. Mass shootings and mass killings, that's demon possession. Children who cannot obey their parents, who cannot be controlled or contained, that's possession by the devil. Yes. The devil will come and take control where there is no Christ, where there is no Lord, where there is no Savior. Satan comes in to take control. And if you run him out without calling Christ in, he will come back with demons seven times stronger than the ones who left. Yeah. When you do not know Jesus Christ, you are subject to be controlled by the devil. Yeah. This unclean spirit has so possessed this man that it brought him to the church. 
as it were to us this morning, there are still unclean spirits in the church today. Come on now, come on. He was out of his mind. He was controlled by the devil. Mm -hmm. But Jesus didn't run him off. Jesus didn't put him out. Jesus let him in because he knew what the man problem was. And Jesus still has power over demons today. Right. Let's look at the text and what they say. They're in the synagogue and that and the demons know who Jesus is. They said, let us alone. What have we to do with thee, right. thou Jesus of Nazareth? Mm -hmm. Verse 24. Now come to the scribes and listen at this word of praise. I know who you are. Yes. You are the Holy One of God. But Jesus said, hold your peace. I don't want praise from the devil. That word, hold your peace, means be mother. Don't you praise me, Satan. I don't want praise from the devil. I want to get praise from one who the devil had possessed that I redeemed. You missed that. When the devil praised him, Jesus said, be mother. Don't praise me. I don't want praise from the devil. I want praise from the one who's been perfected from the devil. He still missed that. I don't want to, the devil to praise me. Hold your peace. Be mother. Don't say another word of praise. Because you are a demon. I want one who used to be possessed by the devil. I'm going to run that by you one more time. Yes. Jesus is not looking for praise from the devil. Uh -huh. Jesus is looking for somebody who has been delivered to give him some praise. Yes. There will be somebody in here today who used to be Possessed of the devil. On, you had a drinking demon. Uh -huh. You had a lying demon. On, you had a demon that kept you out all night long. Yes. You had a demon that would let you praise God. Uh -huh. But since God delivers you, yeah. he does not want praise from the devil. But for one who has been delivered. Folk who have been delivered have no problem giving God praise. Because you're so bad to come out from under the stronghold of the bondage of sin. That you don't mind giving God some praise. That you don't mind giving God some praise. If you've been through anything today, I know 
that God is good. Yes. I pray to God. He bought me. I was going to demon of addiction and alcohol. Yes. So that's why I love the Lord. I love the Lord with all my heart. And I trust him with my life. Anybody out there trust the Lord today? If anybody out there to love the Lord like I do, if you love the Lord like I do, stand up and give him some praise. Because when he got through preaching, yeah. he went to Simon Peter's house. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. He might know the story. And at Simon's house, his mother-in-law had a fever that kept her in bed. But they said, Jesus, they took her by the hand and she immediately was healed. You know, throughout the Bible, in the Old Testament, whenever Jesus did something, it happened immediately. And the man on the cross was dying. He said, you'll be with me in paradise today. Yeah. That's immediately. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. He's right now. Yeah. God. Right now. Whenever he tells you something, he wants you to start right now. Right now. Whenever you come to you, he wants you to start right now. Yeah. Whenever you have to do something, he said, right now. Yeah. When he told the lepers, go out there and get in the pool of the lawn. And before they got to the pool, they know that they was already healed. They were healed. They didn't even realize they were healed. It happened so fast. But God is right now. God. And when the fever had left the woman, she immediately got up and started fixing food for him. And I heard people say, he Jesus healed her so she'll be a blessing to him because she got up immediately and saw her fixing food. That's what God will use everybody in here today to be a blessing for him. Because that might be a minor thing to us. It, it, and it seems inconsequential, but to say that there is no disruption 
no detail for Jesus getting rid of that demon so that man was a big thing. Believing Peter's mother-in-law was a little thing. God take care of big things and little things. That reminds me of Elijah in the Old Testament. When he challenged the prophets of Baal and the grown prophets to come meet him in a challenge at Mount Corn. And God answered by fire, and Elijah stood up to 850 prophets mm -hmm. and one woman named Jezebel had made him run mm -hmm. for his life. Yeah. Now, if God can take care of you against 100, 850 people, surely he can take care of one person. There's no minor thing in your life that's too small for Jesus to take care of. The Bible says the very hairs on your head have been numbered. Now if God takes care, take time to number the hairs on your head, and next time you comb your hair and you have some hair left in the comb, that means he has to start counting all over again. Yes. He has power over demons. He has power over disruption. Yes. And finally, he has power over disease. Mm -hmm. The scripture says he healed many sick people, meaning he didn't heal everybody. Because it is all, it's not always his will to heal. You gotta be awful mature to accept that he doesn't always choose to move the affliction. Sometimes we misinterpret or misrepresent Sometimes the passage of Isaiah chapter 53, where it says, By his stripes we are healed. Yes. And people use that to mean that he will heal you every one of your sicknesses, every one of your problems, yes. because sometimes. Sickness comes because of sin mm -hmm. in your life. Yeah. And there are sometimes when, when sickness comes, when God wants to get glory over your situation. Mm -hmm. He may not get your daddy off his sick bed. He may not kill your mama of her disease. But his grace is sufficient. Yeah. And we know that all things work together for the good to them that love the Lord. Because one Friday, they hung him high and stretched him wide. And early, 
That's an early Sunday morning. He got up with all power. Did you see? Thank you to God, Your resurrection power. You say, I am the resurrection in the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. I am the bread of life. I am the water of life. If you think of this now, you will never thirst again. He said, I'm a good shepherd. Yes. So I lay down my life for my sheep. Yes. And I said, Lord, let the spirit reign in your people this morning. Yes. Thank you, Lord. And Lord, I say, thank you for being so good. Amen.